Uh, so first off, thanks for coming today. Thanks for joining the podcast. Very happy to be here, and thank you for inviting us. Uh, sorry. So for those that don't know you, you know, tell us who you are, your background, and how you got involved in Alden House. Well, um, my name is Desiree Mobet, and I am the executive director of the Alden House Historic Site. I've been there since 2016, so coming up a few years now for sure. Um, so I have been in the museum field for a number of years as administrator and director of other sites. And history is just a great love. And being able to share it and get kids excited about it, that's always been my goal. I'd, I've never thought, it's, it's challenging to teach history in school. Mm. And, but I, th I find when you bring kids to a site and you get them engaged and you get them doing things and they understand that it's the story of people and the choices they made, all of a sudden, you know, you just see that light bulb come on. Hmm. And, you know, you hope that um, that's something that stays with them. The executive director title, we've had a lot of executive directors on this yeah. podcast and that's a really vague title because, it, it, you know, executive director at one organization does something completely different than another one. So what's the executive, di role, executive director role for the Alden House? What does uh, that consist of? So I think if we filled this room with hats, um, <laughs> you might be able to, you know, figure out all the different jobs that these many executive directors do. And, you know, I always say it's a lot of fun to get into a room when you're with a lot of them and just hear all of the stories and the, and the things that have happened. Um, but basically, you know, you're the, the point person for, um, you know, interpreting the, the property, preserving it um, in the case of a museum, um, doing educational programs, um, fundraising, and of course, working with our board. It's got many hats. Sometimes I show up thinking, okay, I've got my list for the day, yeah. and then something will happen, and it's a whole different list. That, that, li never that list imagined. becomes, that list changes <laughs> dramatically and gets pushed yes, to it next does. week. Yes. <laughs> Great. So, for those who know, what is the Alden House? Oh, yes. Well, um, the Alden House historic site, as we call it, is the, is the family homestead of Mayflower passengers um, John and Priscilla Alden, who came over from England in 1620 with that group of intrepid 102 passengers. Um, they eventually married and had 10 children. And as history sort of likes to leave off with the pilgrims at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They haven't even quite finished that wonderful meal that they were celebrating with um, their Native American um, friends. But um, then it sort of races to the American Revolution. Right. And the Alden House is really represents that story of really what they did next, um, what their dreams were for building a new world. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I mean, we are very fortunate to have the site. It's one of the few existing Pilgrim family properties that remain. And it's something that can be visited by the public so they can walk to the site of the 17th century home, 400 square feet of it, um, where John and Priscilla spent decades, and then tour what um, became the second family homestead, um, built in the probably in the late 17th century, expanded and lived in by the family to the 1920s. So we offer tours, educational programs, events, 
Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful site. It's, it just resonates with people in, in so many different ways, um, partly because, you know, it's real. It's mm-hmm. something where you can walk in those footsteps, you know, if you're an Alden descendant or not, um, and just enjoy this, this um, one of these stories about America. Wow. So mission, what's the mission of the organization? So um, the Alden House Historic Site is owned and operated by the Alden Kindred of America. And that's an organization that was formed toward the end, early of the part of the 20th century by Alden descendants. Um, And they, as one of their goals to preserve the legacy of John and Priscilla Alden, purchased um, the family homestead from the family. So it had been lived in by the family Mm -hmm. and was lived in until about the 1920s. But they purchase it and want to preserve it and share it with the world. And they have since um, opening it probably about the 1920s as a museum. Why is the organization so special to you? So John and Priscilla sort of became, you know, the celebrated famous pilgrims. Um, when one of their descendants, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, published a poem about a family story that he probably had heard, because he's also an Alden descendant. Um, And it's called The Courtship of Miles Standish. Um, Even in the days before, you know, things go viral, like we Mm -hmm. think of today, um, the courtship poem was, it just became an overnight phenomenon. Everyone loves a love story, yes. So, um, you know, John and Priscilla became the famous pilgrims um, after the publication of a poem called The Courtship of Miles Standish by one of their descendants, Mm -hmm. Um, just happened to be Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So John and Priscilla became the famous pilgrims after the publication of the poem, The Courtship of Miles Standish, which was written by one of their descendants, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Maybe he'd grown up, you know, hearing this family story of a love triangle um, with the military commander, Miles Standish, who supposedly was interested in the young Priscilla. Um, his first wife had died during that first horrible winter, mm. so he was looking around. And <laughs> um, but you know, instead of and a lot of our teenage guys can so relate to this, um, instead of doing his own courting, he mistakenly sent John Alden to do his courting for him, uh, and we all know how that usually ends up. Yes, and this was no different. So. Priscilla famously said, speak for thyself, John. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the rest they say is history. Yeah. Um, but that became, that poem became an international bestseller. And, you know, it was even read in schools mm-hmm. and it was quoted and it became just the speak for thyself line becomes part of the American culture. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, the Alden House is, what interests me so much about it is, is, that the story is so much more than that. You have this young couple. I mean, Priscilla had endured horrific losses that first winter. They were in Plymouth. Um, She lost her entire family. She's an orphan. She's 18 years old. Um, John, who's a young Cooper, um, you know, there weren't that many men who survived that first winter. There were probably about 20. So, you know, and a lot of their leadership um, was gone. So that young generation 
indentured servants, mm. you know, artisans, tradesmen had to step up. Uh. And they did. And they they made it happen and they made it work. Um, so that story of theirs, you know, they married, they had 10 children. He became one of the leaders of the colony. Mm -hmm. They built this, um, you know, wonderful home yeah. that exists for us today, which people can, um, you know, still see some of the artifacts from that home and um, walk the ground. So it's cool. a very, very special story about, you know, an American dream. So what are the organization's most urgent needs? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, like with any nonprofit, it always starts with funding. Yeah. Um, and we, um, you know, are funded by, through our annual fund. We're funded by our wonderfully by our generous members. Um, and we also get a number of grants. Some of the organizations are South Shore, mm -hmm. um, good South Shore partners like the Rockland Trust Charitable Foundation, mm -hmm. um, we and the South Shore Playhouse Associates is a new one. Um, we also have um, support from the Duxbury Cultural Council, and then of course Massachusetts, like Massachusetts Cultural um, awesome. Council, has been super supporters. But in addition to funding, of course, it's always about the people, and small organizations like ours um, rely heavily on volunteers. Yeah for support, for to run programs, um, to um, just help um, with the gardens, um, to help, you know, with educational mm. events. It, it, it really runs the gamut. Um, we have a annual haunted house event, mm -hmm. um, which is now part of the South Shore tradition. It's been 21 years of this event, which has grown over the years. But, you know, it takes about 50 to 75 volunteers wow. um, over a two-day span wow. to make it happen. And um, we get a lot of students, essentially student-supported. Um, <laughs> um, and some of them even came from Marshfield this year to help That's us great. with the dramatic programs. But between volunteers and funding, you know, certainly um, we couldn't do it without either. So I was, I'll jump to volunteers. So is there a best way for someone to volunteer or get involved? Oh, yes. <laughs> so we do have a website, um, okay. you know, which um, people should check out. We also are on Facebook, awesome. um, you know, some of the other social media platforms, Instagram and YouTube. But, you know, we need volunteers. We um, we have a lot of a cadre of adult volunteers who help with our programs, um, but we also really like to involve the youth. Okay. Um, we have uh, internships with Duxbury High School and Bridgewater State University, and um, we also work with the scouting organizations, National Honor Society, mm -hmm. and so people should just contact us. If they have an interest, we have a spot for them. Okay, so there's nothing, there's no specific, but definitely a push for youth for youth, yes. Yeah, yeah, very much enjoy just involving, um, you know, um, children and teenagers in this in this site. Cool. So as we both know, the nonprofit world can be, you know, it's rewarding, but at the same time, it can be really challenging. What's yeah. the biggest challenge you faced with Alden House? Well, um, you know, other than resources, of course, as a small mm. museum, that is, you know, always a very pressing need. Mm. Um, I think the biggest challenge, which we're working f toward, 
is how to tell this story for the next generations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things are changing, the world is changing, and museums have to change with it. Mm -hmm. um, our board has been working very hard on um, to develop um, and um, engage in a capital campaign with the goal of building a center for living history. And this, um, we're very excited to be able to share that this building is going to um, break ground um, early in 2024. Cool. So coming up in the next few weeks, it's been a project that's been in the work for several years mm -hmm. now, and it's certainly a significant commitment. But through this Center for Living History, we will be able to tell the Alden and the Pilgrim story and this part of early Duxbury and the South Shore in new ways, you know, with um, technology, um, but also with increased opportunities for hands-on. Um, you know, this is a um, house museum, and people mm -hmm. love learning about how people lived long ago. And um, one of the um, parts of this Center for Living History will be a working kitchen. And who doesn't? That, that you know, crosses all age groups and all cultures. Yeah. Everyone loves, you know, to experience how, um, you know, people cooked and, and ran their houses a long time ago. So that will be part of it. You mentioned earlier, you're talking about Plymouth 400, and there's a lot of historical organizations, houses, societies in this area. How much collaboration is there between between the different all the different houses and groups? Yes. So those of us with the Pilgrim stories certainly, you know, work together mm -hmm. on different programs. Um, but we have a wonderful program and we will have a wonderful museum network for the South Shore Museums. Um, and that is um, very active. We meet regularly. Um, we worked uh, and we work on a number of different topics. Um, we share professional development advice. Mm -hmm. We share, you know, challenges of running museums. Um, but we also offer a symposium usually every spring. Oh, cool. um, and, it, you know, on different topics. Um, you know, some of it has been, of course, on Plymouth 400. Um, but now it's on the Revolutionary War because, mm -hmm. you know, we're on Revolution 250 right yeah. now. And so, you know, people can stay tuned for some of those really um, programs to come. What's been the most rewarding thing or even the most successful thing, you know, with Alden House? So, well, the capital campaign and actually breaking ground um, is, is going to be one of the, um, it, it's just, you know, knowing that we're this close, watching, you know, the site being <laughs> yeah. prepared is certainly, it's just making it very real. And it's, it, you know, knowing how much work has gone into it is huge, but also, you know, solving or working toward goals on preservation. Mm -hmm. um, we have some issues with our chimney, and we recently had a mason come, and or had so actually several masons and structural yeah. and engineers. It's quite a team. Um, I think working toward solving some of those preservation mm -hmm. issues is, you know, as a museum, it really makes you feel like you're taking the house forward for the next, mm -hmm. you know, couple generations. Right. Um, and also, the third goal is really um, the um, archaeological story of this house. I mean, it's hugely important. Um, this 
you know, in addition to the standing house, mm-hmm. we have, um, there's a foundation of the Alden's original 400 foot, basically, um, house. And from it, um, thousands of artifacts, which for the 400th anniversary, we um, created a professionally curated exhibit. Wow. Um, so that, that would share it on a much bigger way because mm-hmm. it's really a unique, one-of-a-kind collection. We're mm-hmm. very pleased to partner with yet another one from the South Shore, wonderful curator, Stephen O'Neill. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, that in and of itself has just been, you know, a huge undertaking and, um, mm-hmm. you know, something that we continue to develop. So you're out in the community, like you're engaged with a lot of different groups and organizations. What's that one thing that people say, oh, I didn't realize that or I didn't know about that with Alden House? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that um, it is the fact that it is the oldest, the family has owned this site for over 400 years, almost 400 years now. And that's the longest stretch of time in America that we know of. And people, because America, you know, this country is always on the go. And and to, for the Aldens to have been able to hang on to a piece of that heritage since 1627 Mm -hmm. is really amazing. And people uh, are really they they sort of look at you and they Mm -hmm. think wow that is kind of cool that is cool and you know last but not least as we wrap up is there anything else you want our listeners to know about the alden house oh well certainly this is a place that we want you know we invite you to visit there's so many ways um to enjoy it the grounds are open year-round and we have an audio tour Um, the house is open seasonally like many Mm -hmm. in new england um, because uh, it's a bit chilly in there Mm -hmm. in the winter Um, but and we offer a variety of programs we have um, i guess one of the good the silver linings to come out of COVID is we've all learned about you know hosting programs Mm -hmm. online so in the winter months we offer that opportunity um, this is a site that people from around the world come to visit. So I hope, you know, people on the South Shore will really come and visit and enjoy it because it's part of a huge part of how the South Shore began. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and I wish you the best of luck with the capital campaign. That's a really thank exciting you stuff. Thank very much, Jonathan. Yes, stay tuned. Right.